Many thanks as ever for tuning in to YA1 Spurs and it's great to have you along. I'm Ian Wallace and joining me today are three of our founder podcast aficionados. Feeling wonderful after yesterday's last day, never in doubt result. First of all, I'll say hello to my son, Casper Wallace. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How was uh, going into school today? Very good. Yeah? Yes. Because your headmaster is an Arsenal fan, season ticket holder, isn't he? He is, yeah. Is he crying? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going through a midlife crisis already, but <laughs> pro- probably even more so now. Brilliant. Love to hear that. Love to hear <laughs> people like that. And Sim, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're here to talk about Tottenham's thrilling success. And, and just, just for listeners um, who don't know the region we live in, I was on my way to work on my bike at 7am this morning. And I saw Sim outside the Nags Head in Peckham <laughs> at 7 a.m. There is yeah. actually a Nags Head in Peckham for only fools and horses. <laughs> what were you doing? You look so you're stealing a bike. Oh no, I was just having an early drink, you know. Yeah. Having, having an early pint, you know. <laughs> seven, that's, that's what I, I do every morning. You know, you, I see you going up Peckham High Street quite a lot. Would you? Uh, yeah, I go for a pint at seven in the morning every day. Have you actually been to the Nags Head in Peckham recently? I have. It's a, it's a decent pub. But no, I was just looking up my bike outside. So I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, maybe it was the celebrations from uh, from the Norwich game from yeah. Tottenham success spilling over. But no, yeah, well, I was being I was being a good boy. I was heading to work. We'll come. We'll come into that. Uh, and Peter, how are you, sir? I'm I'm very very buoyant. I'm yeah. very very pleased about uh, the events of yesterday uh, yeah. and the, the the bragging rights that it has afforded us. You know, surely, today. surely you must be really pleased about uh, the news that Blue are reforming this week as well. Are they? Yeah. I didn't know about that. <laughs> what? What they didn't tell you? No, I thought I'd be the first port of call. Guess what you know who blew off? Not a clue. Oh. <laughs> Watch Love Actually. They're a pop band. Uh, <laughs> pop band from Are they in the Love 90s? Actually? They're, they're in Love Actually. They're oh, sort of like. Oh, they're like on the TV or something. They're competing with uh, oh, Billy Mack for that Christmas oh, number one. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, well, we'll have to get Anthony back on, uh, obviously, uh, a friend of the show. Christmas right. special. Yeah, Christmas special. Right, guys, let's, let's, let's not mess around with any of uh, this. Let's just get straight into it. So, Sim, I'm going to come to you first. How did we feel before the game yesterday? I, I actually felt really confident. I felt like the hard work had been done. There's always the the adage of, with Tottenham, you never know, and you've got to be, you've got to be anti-complacent because... It's only when you start feeling comfortable that, you know, the hope, and it's not, it wasn't even hope at that point, but when you start to kind of get bitten, if you're being complacent. But I was I was confident because it was Conte, because it was Antonio Conte as our manager. And I just didn't feel like there was any chance of Conte letting us feel like it was done yet. I mean, we'd come, we'd come so far, we'd got so many good results leading up to it. And I don't think he would allow them to, I mean, this is a guy who won a title last season. He wouldn't allow yeah. them to rest on the laurels and not get the job done, would he? Yeah, so you felt confident? Yeah, I did. I, I did feel good. And it was Norwich as well, come on. Yeah, did you? It was feel, Norwich. Okay, Peter, can I come to you? Did you feel confident all week? I felt quietly, quietly optimistic about it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like, you get this Spursiness stuff, and there's a lot of stuff on on sort of social media about, you know, the Spursiness and the fact that, you know, surely we can't let it, you know, slide or complacency. But like Sim said, with this manager, that's what gave me the confidence. I was quietly optimistic that we'd get the job done. Yeah, and uh, and then so all week you're optimistic, and then since what, from what from, from from Monday night, yeah. one of the the Geordies just did us a really big big favour, and I just from you know I was on, I, I was just I just felt Arsenal had gone by then, and I thought we're gonna we're gonna do it. Yeah, but uh, come the day, you know, the nerves creep in, yeah. but you know I. I 
always, I always thought we'd get the job done. Um, Casper, being young, having sort of, you know, having to go to school on you know, the day after, how did you feel a week leading up to it? Um, I, do you know what? I, I remember I was, I was in McDonald's actually yesterday and um, I, was, I was boring my mother about it. And then as soon as I started talking about it, my heart started beating even more, even though there was about <laughs> four hours till the game. But during the week, I was like, I don't, I don't think I've watched Norwich play one time this season. So mm. I, I didn't know what to expect. I don't even know who they have on their team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was mixed. Yeah. But, did, yeah. did anyone actually watch the game? Like live? Uh, no. Try, I tried to stream it for about 15 minutes and then... That's what Sky were doing with the title race. Sky were doing... They were actually showing our goals, weren't they? Which was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I successfully... Unsuccessfully managed to kind of stream it. Yeah. Um, and I had to give up. I tried a bit of streaming, but then in the end, I started watching it on my Bet365 account because it has the live thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was incredible. You don't normally sort of see the goals going in on that, so it was quite, it was quite good. But I think for, for me on Monday night, it felt brilliant, obviously. Um, yeah. And then, but then Tuesday, Tuesday straight away, I started to think, oh, shit. Yeah, we are, we're going to mess this up. <laughs> Wednesday was like worse. Thursday, I sort of get a bit nervous. And Friday, by Sunday, I was nervous. But it's a bit irrational, really, because, you know, yeah. we, if we played Norwich 10 times, we'd beat them eight, maybe draw one and maybe lose one. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I did uh, for Monday, that Tuesday. I mean, it's going to sound like Craig yeah. David. <laughs> <laughs> you start to worry about Pookie, don't you? Yes. And you think, oh, he scored in the last game, didn't he? They got a draw at. Where did they get a draw at Wolves or something? At Wolves, yeah. Yeah, and 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 he's just like, oh, it just takes. We're just one stupid penalty early, sending off yes. away from disaster. But when like somebody somebody walks in the first ten minutes, and you think, yeah, you, you know, put the, you put that in a group chat, Peter, and that made me even more nervous. So you know, yeah. you ruined my day yesterday to the game. But, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's it's interesting how we sort of all felt about that. But if someone said at the start of the season that like, we were going into the last game, oh. Norwich to get top four, I mean, break their hands off. Hand off yeah, oh, hundred percent. Peter, can I come to you? Okay, uh, you you're very vociferous over the years on this podcast about not winning a trophy. You want to win a trophy. Do you think yesterday was it like winning a trophy? Considering you know, it's been quite a tumultuous year for us, season for us. I, th- I thought it was euphoric, but I don't think it's like the euphoria of actually winning a trophy. It's it's for me. It's like back where we should be, uh, but I I've never thought of the top four as a trophy. I mean, I know Arsene Wenger did treat it that way, but it. I, I mean, I've seen us win trophies, and uh, this just felt like. Um, not quite the euphoria of when Harry did it in 2010 or when because Potts was consistently do it, doing it like for four, four or five seasons. So this just felt good. It felt like a justice. We are the fourth best team in this league, I yeah, think. Yeah. So we are where we should be, I think. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll just say, I think there's like, on that, on that, whether it feels like a trophy or not, or where, how how delightful it feels to get into it i think there's a difference between like you mentioned the, the 2010 one yeah um, there's, a, di- so there's a difference between sort of when we were qualifying every season under poch and we sort of started to take it for granted i think maybe the, the when we first got back into it and even though it was kind of tinged with disappointment because of not winning the title it was still that sort of euphoria about oh yeah we're back in the champions league for the first time in in five years yeah. and obviously 2010 was was just so special because we hadn't seen it before yeah. but this time because we battled for it so much because we, we got huge results on the way to it yeah. and it was really like it really was a roller coaster like think back to the last time we did the podcast when you had those April that Easter disaster 
and it was oh no we've, we've blown it we've, and then suddenly you, you smash Arsenal and you watch Arsenal getting taken to pieces by, by Newcastle so it's just had that sort of that feeling of the journey to it was, was better than maybe when we were doing it every season I think I did say it felt a bit like 2010, didn't it? The way yeah. it came together at the end. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Casper, um, obviously, you um, have never seen us win a trophy in your lifetime, so we've got you to blame for being a journeyman. Yes, scandalous. How, how, would, would, you, would you swap a League Cup win for that top four place? Uh, no. No? Because I feel like, say if we got a League Cup and then the Europa League... Uh, I feel like we'd attract less players. Yeah. But then if we got the Champions League, we could attract more players then to win something ne- the the following season to then maybe have a run in the Champions League. So you wouldn't swap it sim, how would you would you No. No? No, no I wouldn't and and I, to to me it's it's not <laughs> it's as much about <laughs> not having to watch us play Europa League football as it is about <laughs> enjoy yeah. the enjoy the Champions League nights. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed like the second half of this season, not having to worry about being in any kind of Europe. Yeah. But if we're, we're like, you're going to be in Europe if you're finishing as high up the table as we do. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'll really look forward to the Champions League nights. I can't wait for it. But also, oh, okay. not being in the Europa League. Oh, it's a godsend. Yes. Yes. So good. That, that Champions we, League draw yeah. as well. As a song goes, we play wins. You play. We play Wednesdays. You play Thursdays. Yeah. Right, go there. Peter, can I just come back to you on this winning a trophy thing? Would you, after yesterday, would you swap a League Cup for us finishing the top four this year? No, no, I don't think I would. Oh, that's I interesting. Think it's, just, it's just, I think that, I think I'm kind of like, we've, I've seen us win the League Cup. It's the last trophy we won. Yeah. I think I've been spoiled by the fact that we've been dining at the top table. Yeah. And I feel that. You know, we've, we've done that now. I think it's just a League Cup is just a... I mean, Wigan won an FA Cup. We're a Wigan now, you yeah. know. That's a really yeah. good point. So, um, you don't know. I, I think finishing... And, and fa- hearing that Champions League anthem in that magnificent stadium, Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. The, the only problem is, me and Casper, I, I don't know if you guys went to the... We went to the Champions League games in the, the new stadium when we played Bayern Munich and Leipzig. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely tragic, wasn't it? We, we all met up in the Leipzig again, didn't oh, we? Did, we? We actually yeah. did a podcast from the concourse. Yeah, well, let's do that in the Champions League. Oh, yeah, let's do it again. Oh, get, get just, a bit I, I just hope we get through the group. That's the worry. That's the typical Spurs fan. You know, let's just let's just enjoy this. I just want to come back to something Sim and Peter mentioned about us being the fourth best team in the league. And I was looking at some stats today when I should have been working. Um, that in some stats tables, we were fourth in the home league results, fourth in the away league results, yeah. fourth in the form table. Don't really understand that. <laughs> fourth in the goals scored and fourth in defence goals conceded. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. incredible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we are the fourth best team in the league, and you can yeah. only really judge it by when Conte came in as well. Yeah. And we've been—I think we're like the third, the third best since Conte came in. Yeah. So even, then, even then, I think. I mean, over the course of the season, Chelsea are probably been better, but you wouldn't have—you wouldn't have really had any complaints if we'd have finished above them, really. No, and and you know what? I have to I have to say like the football is tragic, and it had to go. But at least Nuno actually got us some points early doors. Like would it would he win like probably four out of eight or something? I think he he, he lasted ten games, didn't he? Yeah. he? Must have won at least five or six of them. Like we got we got, we got we got we, we I don't think we I don't remember us drawing a game one or him, but we got we got smashed in games and we won games one 0 At least he got us he got us points. Like we didn't we, the start of the season wasn't like 
sort of a one day Ramos and Martin Yol start. It was like an actual, like still within probably about three or four points of the top four when when Conte came in. I think he got 15 points Did he? off the top of my head. That's not bad. He won the first three. So that's five wins, five he defeats, won, is it? He won Villa at home and then Newcastle away. Yeah. I think. Newcastle was a good win as well. Yeah. I think for Nuno it was the nature of the defeats, getting <laughs> getting smashed in all those London those London derbies. 3 0 Palace, 3 0 Chelsea, 1 0 West Ham. Uh, and then uh, losing to Man United 3-0 the, yeah. the last straw really can, can, I, can I just go about um, to go to Nuno actually like the turnaround from Nuno um, Simi might not correct me or Casper um, when Nuno was manager we had the lowest um, distance covered in games oh yeah we had the lowest shots on target and I think we had the lowest possession stats as well when he was yeah. so then suddenly I'm sure Casper you might correct me but now we are the highest running team and also, we have the highest shots on target. Am I right? No, I'm not sure about the shots on target. But, but we're definitely uh, the yeah, highest running yeah. team. Um, Went through you, a period where we weren't getting a shot on target. Yeah, that's what I, I don't know. Do you, do you think the... the Do you think the... And under Nuno, I know we've talked about this a lot, see my come to you on this, do you think the dressing room was broken under Nuno as well? Yeah, but I think that's because of who he was, really. Uh, not not because he was a bad guy. I don't think he's. Uh, I mean, I, I still. I, I'll use the example loosely because everyone uses it. But I, I, even though I don't really think that the players actually hated Mourinho, but the same way that the way that Mourinho loses the dressing room, it's not the way that Nuno would have lost the dressing room. Nuno would have lost the dressing room by being utterly uninspiring and yeah. having absolutely no authority or no credentials behind him. And Harry Kane is is like I could be playing for I'm I'm playing I want to be playing for a bald manager, but I don't want to be playing for Nuno, I want to be playing for Pep. Do you reckon Nuno and De Casper obviously you might uh, resonate with you a bit more? Is Nuno was Nuno like having a supply teacher at school when you just mess around? Good yeah. <laughs> analogy. A little bit, yeah. I, I I just think he was he was a bit undermined by the whole Harry Kane's yeah. saga at the beginning of the season as well. Do, do you want to have a little listen to what Matt said about Nuno back in the day? Yeah, let's do it. I think it felt like a bit like being in the nightclub when you're a bit drunk and the dance floor's clearing and you're looking for someone to snog. <laughs> and Nuno was there. Office. Thanks, Matt. Was, uh, yeah, and Matt is in, in, inevitable style. In, in this full style, anyway. Um, right. Um, can I just go back to Conte, this achievement of this? Talk about Nuno. Conte coming in. What? How Are we underestimating what achievement he... Because he came in when we were broken. Casper, do you think we're underestimating his achievement getting into the top four? Because he said today that it's a great achievement. Do you think? I mean, I mean, uh, like, I think before even, oh, I can't, I can't even remember. It was what November. I like, I already wrote the season off. I thought, I thought it was done. I mean, for him to go from ninth, and then kind, and then kind of go on a an amazing run, then kind of went down, then it went up again, then it went down, mm. and then then we kind of accepted that it just wasn't going to happen, and Arsenal were going to get it. Mm. But yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, it's. It's so weird how you can see uh, uh, how much like difference a manager makes because you know Nuno was terrible and then he's completely transformed that team when kind of they they have kind not really similar styles but kind of similar styles of play. Mm. So it's yeah. yeah, it's it's 
It's a great achievement. And Peter, do you like obviously me and you're a little bit older than these guys? Do you think it's one of a great achievement um, for Spurs over say the last twenty years? What he's done, he came in, he's got us into the top four. Do you do you think it's a really great achievement? I really do. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it's, it's a magnificent achievement. Uh, but, I mean, we have, if, you, if you're going back 20 years, I, I'm a fan of what Harry did when he came in. Yeah. And we were like, like bottom of the league. And yeah. he really took us to ninth. That was quite an achievement. And then the Champions League the following year. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think um, Conte's achievements are making players better. Improved. He came in and imp- improved players. He imposed a system on them and made it work, and had them playing in his own image. And it was unwavering in that, mm. you know, in that approach. Sorry. And this is well, the results. Assume, it's a great achievement. And so, do you think that you know, Pete says he's unwavering in his approach? You know, we pretty much play the same formation in every game. Do you do you think that that's why we had a sort of sloppy, you know, bit stop start start? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I can't really understand for the life of me why Nuno didn't play three at the back anyway, yeah. because that's why we played it. No, he played. Remember, he was playing that four-three-three, wasn't he? Yeah. So he, I, I thought the one certainty was that that's what that's why I wasn't that kind of upset with the appointment at first because I thought you know what he like clearly we have a squad we have players who who can play in that system and he came in and started messing about with a four-three-three. With with Eric Dyer and and Sanchez as the as the two, yeah. and as, that was when we started. And was it Tanganga was playing right back? Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, it's just like it was just I, I can't understand why he did that. But yeah, Con, Conte is is come in and he's just that's been the system. He's not tinkered with it. Yeah. Uh, he knows the players suit that system, and he also knows that he can go in and say, you know, I've had I've won titles in multiple leagues playing like this. So that's all you need, really, to be inspired, I think. It's great to have a leader. He's a great leader, isn't he? Yeah. I, I Excellent leader, it. yeah. And the, do you think, Casper, like the players, with him in charge, they've, just, they've, you know, they've got a certain more confidence, don't you think? Mm, yeah, well, you, you, yeah, you can clearly see that they've got more confidence because I feel like, like Conte's quite a vain guy. Like, he, he'll, mm. he'll, he'll, he won't hesitate to say anything mm. uh, like over the course of the season. Uh, mm. Since he's been here, we've seen that. I feel like, I feel like when you, I'm I'm not too sure because it's like, well yeah, it will definitely they've given more confidence yeah. from him and I think him being like, who he is, who he is, it, it gives, it gives them that little bit of push when they get like praise from. Yeah, and so I think they trust in his process. Do you agree? Absolutely. That, 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 that's yeah, a lot of the trust is a big, big thing. Trust in his process. But he's done it quickly as well. Like some yeah. managers, like Arteta's had to take two years to. Get a team vaguely resembling. Yeah, when do you take over? Twi- this is. It's not that long, is it? Now hold on, hold on. I've yeah, got a stat here for you guys. Sorry, I, I should have been working. Sim, this is your job. I'm taking over your. Role. I, th- I think he's. I think he, he got the job in Christmas of 2019, didn't he? So yeah. Yeah, this is his second full season. So it's about two and a half. Mikel Arteta, in less than three years, has finished behind three different Spurs managers. That's one the FA Cup. No, that I didn't count. count. That didn't count. That FA Cup didn't count. Yeah, that, right. that okay. it was. It was. Enough. It was behind closed doors. It didn't count. Yeah, that that was. Um, but one one thing um, I think he's done actually, and I think I talked about this in a podcast recently, Peter, was about his united the fan base again. Everyone just sort of yes. seems on board with it. Even when we we're losing the games, we we're on board with the project because of who he is. Do you think that? Peter? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and also going back to the players, I keep harking on about improving players. He was turning around players like Doherty. 
mm. you know, before he got unfortunately injured. Um, just the improvement in in his game. Yeah, you know, we he was one of the ones we wanted to ship out. Yeah, wasn't it? It was on um, that list. But soon, uh, Peter sort of mentions about that. You know, the players who he's really improved. You know, you got um, Ben Davis, Emerson, and Doherty have sort of moved forward like recently. Yeah. Regulon's gone backwards. What's your thought, sort of thoughts on that? He has. He's been quite hammering down, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's a weird one, Regulon. I think it'd been going. It'd been going downhill for a, for a little while before as well, wasn't it? I don't think. I think just in general, his season's been quite bad. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird one because he you would think would really really suit that system. Mm. Um, I suppose it's it's good that Sessignon's been getting more game time and. Well, I must, so Regulon was was fit towards the end of the season, wasn't he? But he was just on the bench. Yeah. Strange. It's strange. I mean, I can't I can't really pinpoint why really. It's, so it's an odd one. And Casper, do you think Regulon is a, a a wing back or a left back? So I'll, I'll never understand Regulon because every time I've seen him play wing back, Sessegnon does this a little bit. They they for some reason start cutting in on their right foot. Mm. Like just yeah. just cross the ball. Like yeah, sometimes Regulon gets the ball in a great. Area and then he then he cuts in on his right foot. Mm. It's just a bit. I don't really know what regular. Is that is. confidence. Think he's lacking in confidence. No, you think them cutting inside would yeah, make them feel more confident. Yeah. I, I I don't really know what he is. I don't think he's a wing back. He just he, looks he just looks really awkward on the ball every time he gets it. Yeah, and Peter, do you, do you think he is just lacking in confidence because he's a bit of a stop start season, or do you think Regulon could be a, like a wing back? I think it's, it's a case of like he needs it's just a bit like Sessignon he needs to run of games and it's been like a bit stop start between them it's a strange one like I can't put my finger on it with Regulon because he started really reasonably well and like Sim said he's kind of gone backwards and yeah. I don't I think Sessignon seems to be the man yeah I agree I like Sessignon I'd like us to keep him but I nasty yeah. feeling they might yeah ship him out I think yeah um, apparently Conte Sim come to you on this apparently Conte felt nine games ago that we could finish top four. Do you think that belief has permeated down to the players when he sort of said to them nine games ago we could do this? He must have thought sort of sooner than that though. Do you think? Yeah, nine I mean, because it was it was because I think after it was after the Burnley game when he had that ridiculous outburst yeah. about oh, maybe I'm not the man, maybe I maybe I'm not the person to to turn this around. But I think I think his emotion there, I think that that actually that transpired in the end to be like a call to arms didn't it yeah. was what the was how it was described um, but I, I think I think it was hurting him that we were playing so inconsistently because we'd we turned it around fair we've got we've been getting good results pretty much since he like for, from the, the moment he got the job yeah. I think we had a we had a couple of we had a, we were just really inconsistent weren't we but I think the fact that we were losing those stupid games to Southampton and Wolves and, yeah. and Burnley and Middlesbrough even yeah. I think that was just he, he was just clearly very frustrated because he knew that we should be doing so much better than that. So I think he would have he would have believed uh, before that, but maybe it's a case of getting the players to believe it. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Um, Peter, do you think? Um, what do you think was the turning point though for for us this season? Uh, I think well, it's just been ups and downs, isn't it? Yeah. I can't really but put my finger. Do you think the turning point was something but, we all believed because? You know, well, no, we had that. Period like when they lost to Brighton and then did that not put it into Arsenal's hands? Uh, did, did no, the f- they, they lost on the same day. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There was a point where it was a yeah. You had that, that sort of like low point and then 
I, I can't put my finger on one particular turning point because it's been ups and downs. You know, like we, Arsenal have been sort of consistently bad when we've been bad. And, 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 and yeah, yeah, you know, they've been more Spursy than us at times. Villa was the game yeah. where I think it was like right now it's time to motor. That was a good period. The Villa, the the, the, the Villa game away when, yes. when we were racking up those high score lines. Yes. Like four nil away to Villa, I think somebody else we smashed Everton at home five. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. I think I think the Newcastle. I think the turn of the year. Good point. I, I think I think the Newcastle game was a turning point because I feel like mm. the Villa game kind of made everybody believe, you know, because the the Newcastle game it it kind of made everybody believe that you know Kane. I mean Kane didn't score in that game. Son only scored one. So, you know, Ben Davis, Matt Doherty and Emerson have all scored in that game. So I feel like it was just the... I feel like that game was just such a growing confidence for everyone. I feel like the players that scored needed the confidence. Yeah, it's So I feel point. like it was... It was like... I feel like it was... Yeah, because Doherty and Emerson scored in that game, didn't they? And then Ben Davis scored and we were 1-0 down. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And didn't Emerson score away to Leeds as well? Yeah, there was a Leeds away. Yeah. And we Doherty really scored in that one. I mean, we were spanking teams at that point. Yeah, and Cessignon sort of crossed the ball. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he did. You're right. Actually, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because possibly that Burnley that Burnley game was a real turning point because I think people were scared he was going to leave. We, Peter, you ever scared? Yeah, yeah. They came out with this thing about maybe this is not the right and not maybe I'm not the right man for this club or something. Yeah. Oh my God, he's going to leave. And (laughs) the media were loving it because you know they were just like wanting to latch onto any particular. Uh, you know any narrative that's going to say um, he's too good for Spurs and he's going to leave. You know? Do you see? I think before that Burnley game, most Spurs fans thought we'd go and lose that. It's a typical <laughs> yeah. Do you think that was yeah. the rearranged game, wasn't it? Yeah. We were supposed to play that in November or something. Yeah. Was it Saunders shoveling snow off the pitch <laughs> yeah. in his shirt sleeves? Didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Sean Dunn. Yeah. Serves him right. Yeah. T- second, Tuesday yeah. night at Turf Moor. I think we all we all kind of thought there's a very good chance we could lose this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't really want to talk about Arsenal too much because it's pretty much all about us. But Casper, yeah. for us, six years in a row finish above Arsenal, is that impressive? I mean, I mean, Arsenal are pretty rubbish. Yeah. I mean, they they have been the past six years really, um, and even even the year before that we. We should have finished above them. Because of Newcastle. Because of the Newcastle game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always nice, but I don't think is it's as much as a, of an achievement. Oh, that's interesting. Because it's like they they haven't been great for the past six years. I mean, the the period where we were getting Champions League, uh, year in year out. I think it. I think it became less impressive. And but then, now I feel like we, we've become a lot closer so I feel like it's become more impressive but this is huge because this is they, they, they're bleating on about this being the best Arsenal team since yeah. since they were crap basically yeah. and and they've had no European football so it couldn't have been more in their hands and we've yeah. still and we've still been better than them and yes. we still deserve it yes it's brilliant it <laughs> this, is, this is probably the, this is probably the sweetest one yet the fact that they completely fell apart at our place they couldn't handle an atmosphere they played an occasion yeah. some of them sunk into their shell some of them yeah. thought they were kind of the big man and just ended up getting themselves sent off after 15 minutes idiots everyone talks everyone talks about you know Saka um, Smith Rowe Martinelli yeah. 
But, you know, the, the press love all that. But yeah. then you th- they don't need to wait Kulisevsky that much. And you think his stats since he's come in, Peter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible, no? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, those those young players, that are, those players you mentioned about Arsenal, they are young and they're, their time may come in the future, but they did really sink into their shells. Yeah, Saka was like, as a shadow of himself, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he's been overplayed. He's been overused, you know. He's like, he played in every single game. I mean, apparently, playing, for them. Is that right? Yeah, apparently, yeah. I mean, if they're pinning their hopes... I mean, I, I, I used to always... I think at the start of the season, I said, I felt Arsenal were better than us, even after they were bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that? And I, I do. I, I sort of did feel they were for a while, but then I think as soon as... When Conte came in, I just felt we had a leader who was taking us in the right direction. And, I mean, you know yourself when you've played in football teams, if you've got a leader, you sort of go behind him, you're sort of really happy... Yeah, go along with him, aren't you? Yeah, he instilled confidence in the supporters, yeah. in the players, every everybody. But I've I've got the team that played them in front of us, and I'm just I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna be mean actually. I'm gonna just pick out the players who I just think should not be going anywhere near the Champions League. Aaron Ramsdale, Cedric, Holding, El Nenny, Xhaka, and Inketia. None of these guys should be coming fourth in the league. I know Smith no. Rowe was on the bench. The rest of them in, that started that that game. All right, yeah, they they. You know they could potentially slide into a team who were in the Champions League, but those guys I just I just named not a chance of their Champions League players, not a chance. I mean, holding is terrible, isn't he, Casper? Must be the worst Premier League footballer I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> along with Milan, Sarr, the Chelsea defender. Oh Jesus! Yeah, um, <laughs> but is the guy that they've been missing, really. And he's Palate a quality. quality. Partey is, 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 is he is he really a world beater though? Who? Partey. Uh, Partey's a good player. But we but we we were missing Romero. Yeah, yeah. In that game, so you know. They were missing Ben White. Ben White. Oh. He was topping up his tan. The man's got the deepest sun tan I've ever seen. It's ridiculous, well, that's... Peter. I've got a nice sun tan <laughs> at the moment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is mental. Um, let's come back to Conte because we don't want to talk about those uh, cretins from uh, South <laughs> London. Um, do you think Conte now, Sim, I'll come to you on this, do you think Conte is so fully invested in this project, if given money, he could be here for a long time? I don't know about for define a long time. Are you thinking like three plus years? Two or three seasons. Two or three seasons. Two, I mean, two or three more seasons. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that that's considered like a long time now, isn't it? Yeah. And I know, and I would agree with you as well. In the modern game, that is a long time. Yeah, I don't see why not. I think if he if he gets us anywhere near, um, if he gets us maybe third place and above next season, and takes us far in the Champions League, I know people say he doesn't have the great rec- a great record in the Champions League, but He's got the setup around him, hasn't he? He's yeah. got his his Don Paratici yeah. in there. He's obviously got Daniel Levy probably eating out the palm of his hand now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think if he if he's invested in it, where does he go as well? Like, well, yeah. look, he was linked to PSG, but why would he go there? Yeah, he might have found his home in in uh, Spurs. Do you think, Casper? I mean, the fans mm-hmm. love him. He's the expectations are lower. Do you think than saying if he was at a Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are because it's like. I mean, I think I feel like the way, I feel like the fans have a big part to play in him kind of staying. I mean, like every game right you point. can hear them singing his name, and like every game, on Conte cam you can see him, you know, clapping the fans. Yeah. So but, I feel like I feel like he's he's fully on he's fully on board with it, but you, you never know with Daniel Levy. Yeah, but but he, I think part of his professionalism is the whole, like saluting the fans all the time and whipping up the fans and getting them to sing his name because mm. he did that at Chelsea and Inter Milan fans loved him as well and so did Juve fans so I don't think that's anything exclusive to Tottenham 
I don't. I don't. Uh, I've. I've kind of listened to other Spurs podcasts, and they go, you know, maybe, you know, I. I don't think he'd be treated the way the god that he is at Spurs now, and and I think he's fallen in love with the fans, and I think he just loves football, and I think he was just that's just part of. It's almost like something he might want written into his contract, saying, "Hold me to this standard that I'm going to be really passionate and I'm going to get the fans involved." Um, but but he's but for the time he's there, he would be fully invested. And I don't see why yeah. it can't be for a couple of seasons at least. That's really interesting, um, Peter. Can I come to you? Do you think that we are like at the moment where we're at now, literally the, at a precipice for us? You know, do we? We've got a real chance, Champions League bit of investment do you think we're at a real precipice now where we yeah 100% 100% uh, pivotal moments yeah because uh, if he gets like proper money to spend you've seen what he can do with the, just the three signings the January window yeah just two players came in like just completely the the the, the, the stats on Kulu just Incredible. staggering you know with the the upgrade on what on what we had, you know. Yeah. Romero, Romero's like the don, you know. He's an absolute Rolls Royce. Um, Casper, can I come to you? Because in 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 previous um, transfer windows, we bought players who aren't first choice players. He bought he's bought two players. He went straight, straight in, into straight the first in. team. You know, in the past we bought the Celso <laughs> faffing around the edges. Yeah, Brian Gill faffing around the edges. <laughs> I mean, I can't even think of some of the others they bought. Like just. The same type of player. He bought two players straight into the first team. That's the sort of transfer policy of, say, a City or a Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool model, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but like it, it, it just goes to show. I mean, again, don't want to talk about Arsenal too much, but you know, the the only reason, well, not the only reason, but one of the big reasons they didn't get top four was because they didn't invest in January. And you know, we have, and then our first goal against Norwich. Which was a uh, a Bentinger assist to Kulusevski. Yeah, so it, like it just it just goes to show how much two I don't know forty million combined signings can can help so yeah. much. Um, yeah. Sim, can I come to you? Do you think we talk about Conte being like you know on a, um, talk about Conte a lot? Is Levy under pressure now more than he's ever been in his chairmanship? <laughs> uh, he's under pressure not to mess this up. Yeah. I think I think he'll he'll be under pressure from Conte. Yeah. Conte will will be on his case, making sure that he gets exactly what he wants, and if he doesn't get exactly what he wants, he'll be out the door. Yeah. And then and that's he'll and walk, then, yeah, Conte will walk. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's and then that's when it's, he walked out of Inter, didn't he? When they said they were going to be cutting the purse strings. Okay. Um, yeah, he did, that's, that's why I left Inter because they just because yeah. they they were selling the car and they and they were and they were cutting back majorly and and basically recouping money. But yeah, I think he'll he'll be under. He'll be under pressure like no, like, no like time. he's like he's never been before by a manager. No manager would have like leveraged him the way Conte will, yeah. and and then the fans the fans will just be like, well, we we'll be happy as long as you you keep Conte there, and if Conte was somehow to if it was somehow to tower, um, even if it was Conte's fault. <laughs> Levy would get the blame for it. Yeah, he would, <laughs> he would definitely. Do you agree that Levy's on like on? Uh, it's, for him, it's the most difficult time in his uh, chairmanship because he's really got to step up to the plate. Not not only to release the funds, but also to get these transfers over the line. Uh, and also, Peter, is he still in that involved in the transfers, or is it all Peritici? Um, I think he's sort of like let go of the uh, footballing side of things. Thank, thank goodness. But it has got Lady Gaga coming, has so it? I mean, yeah. So 
that dilutes a bit of the pressure. He's got a poker but, uh, face as well. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, yeah, you know, it's got to give the man what he wants. Yeah. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't call it last chance saloon. But, you know, it, I don't. I think it would be very, very difficult to get the Spurs He's fans. Got the gun, if he messes, if he messes this one up, yeah. It's hard to really reconcile that with the Spurs fans this yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. And that's sort of Having sacked Poch and yeah. we've gone through the Mourinho and the Nuno thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just got to get it right this time. Um, and and, the, and the, the opportunity is to do it. Just give the man what he wants. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sometimes, you know, it's like, it's like you know, for me at work, if I don't have a laptop, I can't do my job. Yeah, but I think it's actually simple now. Like, you can, that's part of the beauty of Conte's system being so defined is that you can just identify, even to someone like Levy, who, I think it's unfair to say he doesn't know anything about football, but someone who's like, probably not, you know, the, the best kind of football person in the world. You can literally just say, right, two wing-backs, yeah. um, not, not even, maybe another central midfielder, because we, because you know, we, we, we want a backup for Bentancourt, or Bentancourt or Hoiberg to be a backup for someone, rather than having a call on wings. Okay, I, but I, it's so clear. Know. It's so clear. You could you could just say I want that, I want that, yeah. and and it will and it will say he'll go there, he'll go there, and it's not yeah, like yeah. with other managers where it's like, well, you know, I might play a three four three, I might play a four five one, a four yeah. two three. Right? You're going to come on to transfer policy, yeah. aren't you? Right, right now, actually, yeah. Peter. Yeah, right now. It's as if you can see my notes in front of me. Casper, um, what would be your transfer strategy if you were Peritici? Um well, I mean, just pretty much um, still from the Serie A. That's that's about. <laughs> <laughs> that's about all I all I've got. But who? But what? What? What is your transfer strategy? You know, say, say for example, I give you one hundred and fifty million. What? What, what you doing? What players do I want? Not not what players. What's your strategy? Like okay, I'd get and... I'd get two two central defenders. Ideally, one that will break the bank. Yeah. Um, and then I'd get two two fullbacks. Uh, wing back, sorry, and then I'd get one attacker, um, Dybala, um, and then I'd possibly get one midfielder to either replace Hoiberg or compete with Hoiberg because I feel like Hoiberg is is good, but he's not he's not really a top four player. If you say if you look at a, a Chelsea or or a yeah. Or a Liverpool. a Liverpool or Man City, you know, Hoiberg's nowhere near. Gundogan is like a yeah. wonderful player. I mean, what, like, why don't we go and sign him? You know, he's leaving at the end of the season. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. So it is like he's just he, he's, he's, not, game, he's a goal scorer midfielder. We need some more goal scorers coming from midfield. Yeah. So yeah, I think two centre backs, a wing back, and an attacker. Okay, uh, Peter. What would be your if you were put in charge of transfer strategies? What would be your transfer strategy? I would be focusing on strengthening the depth of the squad, uh, for sure. Um, there was a game recently where we weren't doing that well in the game. I, don't, I can't remember what game it was, but I think um, Conte looked behind him and it was just like teenagers on the bench. And he just—I don't know what game it was, but you need to really avoid that scenario. I'm thinking two. Uh, uh, two wing backs, uh, a central unlock the defence midfielder uh, with goals in him, uh, a left centre back, one of those left centre back. Ben Davis has been magnificent, but yeah. I think you know I, I think strength in depth uh, and do it early in the window. 
Yes. Give give him yeah. the opportunity for a good proper preseason with what you know yeah. what, what he's got. Um, um, Liverpool model is not too ambitious for him. Why why is it, you know they've got five top strikers. Yeah. Um, sort of like competing for three places, and that's what you need if you're going to compete. Because you say Conte doesn't do that well in Europe or whatever, but if you're going to compete in four competitions, that's what you that's what you're going to need. I don't see Sterling and Grealish complaining about no. being, you know, left out because because the reason for it is that they're in a winning setup, yeah. they're in a winning squad, you know, and they they they, they get rotated all the time. Um, Steve, what what be your transfer strategy? I think probably. Four players, maybe. Yeah. Four players, and spend about one hundred and sixty million. Yeah. On four players, because you know you 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 have to watch your financial fair play over a few seasons, don't you? But this is the time to spend the money now. And if you if you like, Benton Kura is what twenty four, I think. Kulusevski is twenty one. So like. We've still got a sign. We haven't actually signed Kulusevski yeah. yet. Yeah, but, but we do. But we want option to buy, haven't we? Yeah, it's contractual. Yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, th- those those two we've we've got. I mean, I would, yeah, I would, I would make sure. I'm not even factoring those into it. I'm I'm just assuming that yeah, that we've yeah. kind of that we've kind of put aside that money anyway. Um, but like, keep signing players from that age bracket, 26, 26 and downwards, because like I said, this is the time to spend the money while we've got Conte here. But we also don't want to be signing. 28, 29 year olds who are going to have no value in a few years' time. Yeah. Um, I, I'll just pick up. Can I come back to pick you yeah. up on that? Should we care about that sell on value? We're not in charge of the money. Um, to the Only to the point of financial fair play. Oh, okay. Um, financial no fair play. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think I think because because further down the line that. You know that it's come back to buy Everton. Maybe, I know they've they've got themselves in the situation because they spent money on rubbish, but they also weren't able to buy themselves out of it this season because they they were hamstrung by by financial fair play. Yeah. Um, but I think I think spend spend big, but make sure you spend you're signing players who are who have yeah who have a little bit of value. And I think people like Ndombele still have a bit of value. So there's always that to to bring in. But if I just identify one player that I would love yeah. us to go for. Is Fafana at Leicester? Oh, is he the Where's he the, the centre back? Yes. Because I think we, even though Dyer's end of the season has been great, and Sanchez has showed himself to be a bit more reliable, and who's the other guy? Davis. Uh, Davis, I actually think is absolutely fine. Yeah. I think if there's if him and Romero, I think are the are the certainties. Um, but I think Fafana would be a brilliant signing. I think he's great. He's yeah. a really, really good player. But surely now we, we're at the position where we can. Um, Attract, uh, attract players because we've got Conte. Surely, Peter Conte is a huge lure now for players. Not only have we got the Champions League, but we've got a manager, we've got a stadium. Basically, we've, we've got all the you know, the parts, haven't we? The constituent parts. Which... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, think Conte is a bigger draw than the actual Champions League, actually, in attracting players. Oh, that's interesting. I, I think so because people will come to. Be in London, play for an elite manager. Yeah. If you, I think somebody said, if you just want to play in the Champions League, why don't you just go and play for Grasshoppers of <laughs> Zurich or something like? That. You know what I mean? Sorry, obviously it's not just you know like being in the Champions. League. Yeah. Because they get in the Champions League every year, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So it's not yeah. just that, you know. 
No, no, you're, you're so right. Um, uh, Sim, can I just come back to you? Because um, Casper's had to go to the toilet because he's drinking too much Moretti. <laughs> he hasn't really, yeah. by the way. Eat spaghetti <laughs> as well. Yeah, spaghetti, yeah. Um, so, I, I, I read Sim the other day that we've been linked with John McGinn. Okay. I like him. Sim, you're turning your nose up a little bit there. Oh, that's oh, exactly what I do. But are we are we wrong in he's a proven Premier League player. He would go he could play in any game in the Premier League. Are we wrong to sort of like think like that? Because uh-huh. I suppose regards regards depth, I mean he gets into the squad, doesn't he? Yeah. He's better than what we currently have on the bench. Yeah. Oh, it's I don't know, yeah, there's, there's something there's something about that that's that's underwhelming me. Yeah, oh really? Yeah. Um but how- just because he hasn't got a foreign sounding name. <laughs> that might have something to do with it, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a player that could be in the World Cup, couldn't he? So, yeah. um, played in the Euros. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm not so sure. I, it depends how much we. I mean, they're, they're going to de- they're going to demand fifty million for him, aren't they? What? But he's but okay. Guess what? I'm not sure this one because you're younger as well. But we've been linked with John McGinn. Is that ridiculous? I mean, he could play in any Premier League game for us. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't look out of place. He's proven Premier League player. I mean, it, it, it would be a good signing. It just all depends how much Villa want for him because you saw with Grealish. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried about the price, just just the, the player. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, he'd be great, but you have to you have to buy him. Would he start every game for us? No, but it's competition for place. You know, would would he push Hoiberg? This is my point. Of, uh, you know, you're more progressive than Hoiberg, aren't you? Yeah, but this is my point. Should, do do you know? Are, are we sort of? culpable in the past and play, signing players who are never going straight into the first team and so the transfer strategy needs to be players who can play in the first team who might upset people because they're not playing yeah you know, I mean t- Peter said it happens at Liverpool you know, they've got five strikers yeah you when know? was the last game for many of played? yeah one that's the last time I saw him start they've, yeah. they've evolved been, their been, team haven't they he's been banned though isn't he for having those white teeth yeah, this is yeah. you have to have a special camera setting to filter out the light <laughs> from his teeth I Peter, as a dentist, you must be uh, super impressed with those teeth, no? Yeah, but they're white. They're armoured shanks levels. Oh, armoured shanks levels. <laughs> Is that the toilet? <laughs> yeah, yeah he's got the teeth of a toilet. <laughs> Potty mouth. Yeah, that's actually throwing me a little bit. That is. Um, uh, or, or a shower. <laughs> yeah, showers as well, yeah. don't they? But I think um, transfer strategy for me, I think we need to get out some rubbish. I mean, they, they could raise. They could raise 60 million quite easily. They might even raise about 90 million if they get rid of Ndombele. I don't want to talk specifics, that's specifics, but yeah, they, they could raise 90 million. Ndombele, actually we'll talk about specifics. Ndombele, Le Celso, Brian Gill, and a couple of others. Regulon. Regulon. That, that's 90 million. Imagine that's like, true, yeah. Imagine 90 million and then investing like another 100 or, you know. I mean, Lucas on Bergvine as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 I think there'll be a lot of in, in and outs, but to Peter's point, I really do think, I read today that he wants to do everything early so they're not fucking around. And I think Levy doesn't really like that. And I just think, Yeah, that's the problem. Well, Levy yeah. has to change his habit of a lifetime, I think. And this is my point. I, I, on the I just want a proper pre-season. Apparently as well, um, Fraser Forster's set to have a medical this week. Decent backup. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, can't, I can't remember... Galini's on loan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I don't know. Yeah, mind. I mean I mean Fraser Force has been good this season. Mm. So but yeah. 
Anyway, let's 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 move move. Is, is, it, is, it, is it Pop going to stay at Burnley? He was he was outstanding yeah. against against us. Yeah. He'll definitely have options, yeah. won't he? Yeah. So I, I I last night heard um, a caller into your your station, Simon Talk Sport, mm-hmm. saying that he felt that Spurs were four players away from a champion from a, a, a league title tilt next year. Sim, the standard is so high. Four players though, at 160 million, like four four players at 40 million. Oh, no, I just no. I think City and Liverpool are just City have got Haaland. Yeah. Liverpool Klopp's, Klopp's regenerating his team, and he's signed on till was it 2026. Yeah. No, I, I think it's no. I don't think we'll get anywhere near them. I think we if we can get to within ten points of those two, we'd be yeah. we'd be having an incredible season that we'd definitely be in the top four again. Um, and and maybe kind of challenging sort of far in the Champions League but if we can get towards, t- towards 10 points of those two it would be unbelievable um, Casper what do you think about that caller who phoned in four, four players away from a, a, a league title tilt next year I mean it's, it's not ridiculous because you know head to head Man City and Liverpool against us this season we haven't lost to one of them hmm. I feel like our problem really is the is the is the smaller slash uh, middle ta- mid table teams, so I feel like it's not it's not ridiculous, but it depends if we get like four world class players to fill in the gaps. Mm. I, I'd still, I'd still put us about third maybe. In front of Chelsea because they're having their problems hopefully, mm. um, but I, I don't I don't think maybe. I, I don't know it's Man City so and Liverpool no, just, yeah. yeah but no but it's not ridiculous to say. it's not ridiculous Peter what do you think about that Four I think players? we could challenge because 20 point gap this season wow. between us and them wow however I'm with Casper on the fact that we beat Man City home and away yeah we seem to have something over Pep he's never won at our stadium ever wow um, Liverpool we took points off I think and anything can happen. I think we can close the gap. I would say. Yeah. You know, maybe make it sort of eight points or something. Yeah. You know, just eat up maybe twelve of those twenty points. I think definitely finish in front of Chelsea because we were like they could feel our breath on the back of their necks yeah, I mean, at the end of this season. I mean, hopefully they start keep rotting away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know, you know, what's going to go on in terms of the ownership, yeah. and that's 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 a big factor. They need a whole new defence, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. do. Christensen's leaving. Christensen's leaving. Rudiger, might be going. Alonso yeah. might be going. The whole yeah. defence needs it's, 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 it's a rebuild. Yeah, let's let's not waste our breath on that. <laughs> right, we're going to do some quick fire little things now. We have uh, ten minutes left, so we're going to do some real quick fire things. Right, Casper, best game of the season. Uh, Man City. Away, obviously. Away, yeah. Sim, best game of the season? I think if I'd seen the game, Leicester away. Yeah, Peter? <laughs> I'm just going to go Leicester away just for the fact that there's a Peter-shaped hole in the wall in our living room <laughs> where I ran through the wall. With it. You know, Wait, just, no. What, what, just, what, sorry, go ahead. It's just for the sheer drama of it. You know, yeah. it's just It felt like Ajax yeah. in the Champions League. So I'm changing that. I, I, Arsenal. I was yeah. at the Arsenal game. That's the best course, atmosphere I've, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually going. I'm actually going Arsenal as well. Even yeah. City away was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, it was no, I'm going Arsenal, but just just purely because it was pivotal. Yeah, it, it would have. It would have probably been Liverpool away if we'd have won that. 
Yeah, the significance of the of the Leicester game though, those three points were Stephen Bergwijn won us those three points. Yeah. Those three points was what put us possibly in the top four. And, and do you know what? I just want to come back to that because when when we they, turned defeat into a victory. Yeah, because when we when we got to two <laughs> two, the Spurs players went running to get the ball out of the goal when there's literally seconds to go. But under say you know other managers would have just think oh two two that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That mentality changed us. Um, I just want to come on to. Um, and Sim, you might like this, but bias press, okay? So Casper told me a story, and I've been reading up on Martin Keown um, oh, yeah. yesterday in the Norwich game. He was commentating for, I don't know, one of the, I don't know, Al Jazeera or maybe being, anyway, one of the foreign channels, and apparently he absolutely lost his SHIT um, when uh, Norwich gave the ball away for the second case, <laughs> second goal. And I just find it hilarious. So I was trying to find it today, and apparently... He uh, said in an article before the Spurs-Arsenal game that he would not take one Spurs player in his Arsenal team. And then, and then he said after the game, he was like, oh, I didn't want any of the Arsenal players to see that before the game. And that, that's the reason. And then oh, I just... Yeah, and he said... So I was watching um, I was watching a YouTube video on it. And he said he didn't want any of the Arsenal players to see it and think they'd lose confidence. <laughs> Really brilliant. It really makes sense, but. And yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure of him. Sim, I know you can't comment, obviously, because it's part of your job. <laughs> but Peter, anyone in the, anyone in the press who you just find absolutely ridiculous some of the stuff they come out with? Oh, uh, I can't, can't, off the top of my head. Uh, Must be Paul Madison, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so anti-Spurs, aren't they? Yeah, you know. Just, but it's very it's very poor journalism, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just about, I mean, I don't particularly like Alan Smith commentating on... Jesus, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. Just all ex-gooners, aren't they, really? Yeah. But do you, know, but do you not think, though, that some... I look at BT Sport, and Casper, I think the people on BT Sport, very professional, I don't see a lot of... Bi- I think Rio is fantastic. Do you find mm-hmm. the BT Maybe, Sport yeah, it's quite, brilliant? It's quite even. I feel, I feel like, uh, yeah, the BT Sport, I mean, is, is, is a lot better, mainly because you've got, you got like... Uh, Jermaine Genus, uh, Glenn Hoddle, Peter Crouch, all have played for Spurs. So like, but then other. I don't uh, think they're that biased. Yeah, I know, but like other other, maybe like other clubs have the same problem that say we do with Sky. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, Sky have got Redknapp though. Sky, I think Red Redknapp's actually very good in yeah. terms of like, because he's he's probably mm. pound for pound, he's probably Liverpool, isn't he? It's quite balanced, but he's really balanced. Michael Richards, oh come on, it's like so. I I like him. I like him as a guy, but come on, he doesn't try and hide it. Yeah, he doesn't. Roy Roy Keane is balanced. Graham Souness as well. Like they they had to listen. Listen to the listen to the second Liverpool goal on um, the gate the the Wolves game. The game the game last day of the season. Yeah, and you'll hear that they had to. I I just kind of just like a technical thing that I've noticed. They 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 clearly had to pull down Carragher's fader because he just shouts yes when Liverpool when Liverpool scored the two one goal because you can like, you can hear like the yeah, and then it's like they're clearly like pulled like, like get rid of Carragher because one it's for them it's yeah. going to ruin the commentary yeah. the commentary moment for for years down the line yes um, but yeah that's just like it's there's one it's one thing being being kind of having an allegiance to a club it's another thing actually yeah. You know, if you're, you, if you're a Wolves fan watching that game, I know they don't have anything riding on the game. It's just irritating. Yeah. You've got someone who's so, so biased. Like, yeah. we might as well watch on LFC TV. Yeah, correct. 
Anyway, I'm going, to, I'm going to cancel anything which Martin Keown's on. <laughs> um, right, let's move on. A couple of last little projects, fun things. This has been like a celebration for us. Okay. Casper, I'll come to you first. If you could have any Spurs player around for Sunday dinner, who would you choose? See, I could go really boring here and say Son, because I feel like that's quite an obvious one. Yeah. But I'd probably, I reckon... I reckon Hugo Lloris might be a laugh. Why do you think he'd be a laugh? That's interesting. I'd like to probably take it to some really nice uh, swanky restaurant in, in France uh, and probably get the most expensive drinks. He yeah. just looks looks like he'd come up in a suit and have a laugh. Yeah. Well, we actually went to uh, where he was born in France, didn't we? we did, a yeah. couple of years ago. Wait, wait didn't he come exactly. into you for Sunday, didn't he? Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hugo Lloris, that's, I've never thought anyone would come out of Hugo Lloris. I thought Lloris about him, that. I thought about him. Did you? Peter, let's come to you then. Who would, uh, who would you have around for Sunday dinner at Shea Light? Yeah, I, I reckon Eric Dyer. Oh, yeah. Apart from the fact that they probably eat most of the Yorkshire pudding. But apart from <laughs> I think like the depth of personality, it'd be just like, you know, it's a really kind of, yeah. you know, interesting conversation with him, you know, like yeah. different... He's got a slightly eclectic background. Yeah. I've got a feeling that he'd sort of have a lot of very interesting views on things. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's brilliant. I'll come to why in a minute. <laughs> uh, Sim, who, who would you have around? I'm, I'm going to shake up the question a little bit. Go and I'm going to say going out for a roast or oh. going out for a meal with. Good shout, yeah. And my, my shout, let's call it a roast because that's what you, that's yeah, what you yeah, originally yeah. said. Yeah. Mine's Hoibier. Really? And the, yeah. reason, the reason for that is because... I'm not. I'm. I'm not very forceful. Like you'll. You'll know, Dad. That Mom is very forceful when it comes to um, sort of going out for meals and making sure that everything's done to standards and making sure that service is good yeah. and things. And I'm. I'm. I'm really soft. So I can't. If my food was cold, or if my food was undercooked or something, or my potato, my roast potatoes weren't crispy enough, I probably wouldn't have the the balls to say it. Yeah. I feel like High Bear would just go. Hey. 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 It's cold. Right. Not crispy enough, yeah, not cooked enough, and he and he he'd sort it out for you. Yeah. So I think you 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 would be guaranteed of of a, of a high standard meal going out. Yeah, is he, he would he would be he would be sort of, and as long as he didn't kind of put him on edge and make him and make him nervous, I think he would just, and and I think he'd be a good laugh as well. Is it, is it, is that the Danish in him though? Because they're quite direct, aren't they, the Danes? Yeah, they are very direct actually. Yeah. Very oh, that, that, well, I've never thought Hugo Lloris and uh, Hoiberg would come up in that. I thought it'd all be Son or Kane. Anyway, my, my one I had round is actually Eric Dyer as well. Yeah, yeah. He's a fascinating character. I think he's a yeah. really, really nice man. I think he's really funny. He's got you know, he's got his own um, restaurant app business, hasn't he? he? Might, mm. uh, our house might feature on the app. Oh, do you think? Maybe. Maybe. But I just think he's a really, really good guy. And also, he's got a great background because he's... Um, his granddad was Ted Croker, who used to be the FA oh, chairman. Oh yeah, it's just an yeah. interesting oh, yeah. background. Yeah. yeah, and then he um, he went to live in Portugal because his mum was working out there, and he's, he's, yeah, he's got some great stories, I think. And also, you never hear anyone say a bad word against him. No, he just always seems to be really popular. You know, and also if there's any trouble, it just not you know. Yeah, it's time that door 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 and, and yeah. He can't stay. Head, head but head but the neighbors. Yeah. If Casper, if you come around, he might in, he might knock one of your annoying sisters out. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> that's harsh. Right, last little project, like, uh, last little section for this. Okay, we love songs in this group, obviously. So, what would be the song to sum up the whole season? Okay, Casper, I'm going to come to you first. 
Hopefully, you haven't got some obscure rap song. I, I've, 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 I'd probably say since January, it's been on the up, and then obviously had my disappointed by Stormzy, but I reckon, uh, gimme, 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 by Abba. Yes. For 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 obvious yeah. reasons. Ginger from Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Give me, give me, give me a ginger from Sweden. That's a great song, isn't it? It's a great song, isn't it? I was actually listening when when I was when you saw me and Nag said that I actually had that on my Spotify. Oh, did that you? Was celebration, yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant! I love <laughs> that. Um, Peter, you're the music aficionado for us. What what song have you got to sum up the season? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on to the Barry Manilow tip, just because of the uh, what was it the uh, Can't Smile Without You. Yeah. So I, I kind of thought about let's let's stay on the Barry Manilow tip and I thought actually sort of making the top four I, I've gone for Season. I'm really, really poor at this. Um, I could, it could be a couple. It could be, I don't know who it's by. N people moving on up. Oh, that's interesting. Could be a good one. You could also have Barry Manilow. Could it be magic? Couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know where the where the limit is. The sky's the limit now for us. Yes. Um, But yeah, Mr. Blue Sky. I've got that written down. Mr. I mean, do you really? It's not one of mine, but yeah. Do you really? I've got, got it written down. Mr. Yeah, Blue yeah. Sky. I think that could that could describe it as well. But yeah, maybe moving on up. Yeah. Yeah, so us for moving I've got, into I've got, the Europa. Uh, yeah, I've got quite a few. So I've got Here Comes the Sun, obviously That's because it. of uh, the, by the Beatles. I thought that'd be a really uh, quite a good one. Mm. I'm still standing because it's you know we're still there. Um, Don't stop me now by Queen. Oh so yeah. Still, we had a real bit yeah. of momentum there, but but my one is like. It might be a bit obscure for the younger ones, but um, The Promised Land by Joe Smooth. Oh, oh wow, love it. So, you know, I, I, th- I think that for me, because I, mean, <laughs> I think the, the lyrics go, and the angels up above shine down and spread their wings like dove as we walk hand in hand, sisters, brothers, lead us to the promised land. Yes. The champion's yeah. lead is the promised land. Lead. Leads. Yeah. So yeah, so that 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 will be Joe Smooth. Sim, you might have to uh, you might have to edit that in afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I'm not slick as Peter. By <laughs> getting it ready. There. Slick technology. But yeah. So, what's with the Barry Manilow? Mary Bandy legs. What's that? <laughs> no, it's, it's a it's a play on his name. Sorry. Is it an anagram of his name? Is it? No, no, no. We, we used to call them Mary Bandy legs. Oh really? Well, it's really Barry Manilow. Barry, it? this seems to be popular amongst Tottenham songs. Yeah, I mean, can't smile without you. I love. Yeah. It's yeah. song. Is it, I tell you, what, I, I, I don't think it really works in the ground. They not? played it. Did you, were you at the Leicester game? Yeah, we were. They yeah, played yeah. it before that yeah, game, yeah. and I, I expected it to be like uplifting, and it was just. Yeah. I mean, they t- they trialed it, and it just didn't work. But they tried it the first game actually against Crystal Palace. They played it then. Oh, like, did they? A few times they played it at the start, but yeah, I don't know. I think it I doesn't. Trying to. The crowd haven't run with it. No. No. The crowd. No. The crowd caught say we want it. We want it. We want it. And then, yeah, and then no they play it, and no one. No one gives a shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> anyway guys it's been a great season we've had like you know 10 pods I suppose might be 10 or 11 podcasts over the over the season it's been a roller coaster. Mm. us four have been ever present yes I oh, know Casper didn't do one well because he was uh, falling in love <laughs> with, uh, with Spurs but I don't blame him at that point but it's been brilliant guys isn't it 
Yeah, fantastic. It's been a great Another season. Another great season. Ended in celebration. Yeah. How yeah. many podcasts we have to announce in? Yeah, for once. Uh, I mean, loads. I mean, it's got to be... near. 150? I'm not sure quite that many, but definitely over 100. Really? Or maybe just over 100? I don't know. We, we've been doing it for... Three this is our... 2019, yeah. 20, this is our, yeah, this was our third season. Yeah. Of doing and, it. And we're all, and we're all, uh, we're all so famous, you know, I get stopped in the street, oh, yeah. you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt was going to come today, but he couldn't make it from uh, his house to ours because he had <laughs> just had too many people stopping him. You have to turn back. A Facebook radio. But guys, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, it's great your support and it's great getting some feedback all the time. So if you ever want to give any feedback via Twitter or social media, feel feel free to give us a feedback. Um, or if you've got any topics you want us to cover, or indeed if you even want to come on to the podcast, it'd be like Jim will fix it and we can get you on here. <laughs> um, so that would be great. But thanks everyone. Thanks, Sim. Thanks, Ian. Enjoy your summer. You too. Peter, enjoy your yeah. summer. Cheers, guys. Casper, enjoy your summer. Try your best and uh, thank you for listening to Why He Wants First. Thank you. Thank you all.